Next on BYU Sports Nation, the state of BYU basketball with or without guard Jashir Hardnett. Is there a chance he comes back? Dave Rose discusses the latest with Jashir Hardnett. Plus, a BYU team on the bracket bubble, Jerem, and BYU football has another running back void to fill. Who's transferring and how it impacts the Cougars? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B... Here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Wednesday, January 9th, wherever and however you are connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Elf on the Shelf coordinator here in Studio B, Jerem Jordan. Where is Deli? I don't know. I really don't know. Well, he was over there yesterday. I don't know where he went. I seriously, I have no idea. Where Neither he went. do I. Yeah. He was in the oh, show. There he, is. he was in the show. Where is he? He's uh, in Jose oh, Rivera's shoe. Over he has there. moved shoes. Wow. Okay. He's gone to the neon yellow shoe. Yeah. Well, it's somebody's job to move him, I guess. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> is that in the job description of the studio crew now? Does somebody have that specific like, job? Uh, you have to move more thing to the Delhi Elf on the shelf. Get the lights in the set going and the Elf? Come on. By the way, BYU beat St. Mary's in Provo in a few weeks. We just we drop them from the merits. Yeah, can we do like a ceremonial crushing? He's <laughs> growing on me. Yeah. <laughs> Delhi's growing on you, but Spuddy Buddy, the, it took longer to grow on you? Yeah. Well, Boise, Boise State. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Now I'm like, I have something to look at. Oh, great stuff. You're, you're great to look at, too, you know. But, Thank you, uh, Yeah, Delhi. Thank you, Jerem. Here is today's show lineup. Who steps up in place of Jasheer Hardnett if, indeed, he is gone from the program? Dual threat analyst Blaine Fowler will join us to discuss what BYU basketball is playing for now and what he thinks the Cougars should do with the roster shakeup. And our 2018 BYU football predictions are brought to the reality judgment bar, Jerem, of live television. They will resurface. I'm excited about this, actually. Mm. I did. I did pretty well. Okay. Unlike, oh, so you, unlike going for two. You, do you know all? Of, you you remember all of the specifics? I don't. I have purposely avoided it. Oh, well, I know you did better than me, but I haven't looked at anything. Contrary to popular belief, uh, we do prepare things before the program. Um, so yeah, I, I did not look on purpose. I did not. I was told I did well. <laughs> I'm not used to that. <laughs> now for today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. During last night's broadcast of BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, the head coach was asked about the status of BYU point guard Jasheer Hardnett. The coach had this to say about the pending situation. And right near right now, Jasheer's going through you know a tough stretch, and hopefully that uh, you know when when you make decisions that affect you know a long period of your life, that you can do it maybe in a in a time when it's not so emotional. Right now, it's, it's a pretty emotional thing. But when you talk about, you know, the academic stress that they feel and you talk about the grind of the season and the expectations as a player and how you, you know, perform each game and with your teammates, uh, you know, everybody wants, all athletes want to, you know, get themselves in a position where they can be a, a college, uh, you know, athlete and a student athlete. But when you get in that grind, sometimes it's uh, it's really overwhelming, and and hopefully that uh, you know Jasheer can work through these things, and we'll see where we where we end up. What does it mean? Where will both sides end up? More on that in a moment. BYU, meanwhile, faces Portland tomorrow in the Marriott Center at nine Eastern. Watch it live on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio. 
BYU football running back Riley Bird announces via Twitter he is grad transferring from BYU after the semester. Bird rushed for 329 yards and two touchdowns in 2018. He's the G5 killer. Yes, he is. More on uh, the running backs in a moment. In ESPN.com's women's basketball bracketology, insider Charlie Cream's latest predictions have BYU in his next four out category for the 2019 NCAA Women's Tournament. Currently six spots out for those counting. The team is 12-3 and three overall, riding a six-game winning streak and tied for first place in the West Coast Conference at 4-0. and BYU at Pacific. Road swing begins again tomorrow night, 10 Eastern, that game in Stockton. Lock your doors. And the Arizona Cardinals have hired USC offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury as head coach. USC is one of three 2019 BYU Power 5 opponents with a new OC. The Cougars and Trojans face off in Provo on September 14th. What a run and legacy for Cliff Kingsbury at USC. It was 34 days of just magic. Yeah, did he get some warm-ups, make a few phone calls to some recruits? (laughs) And talk about falling up. Good grief. Under 500 at Texas Tech in conference games, and he's now the hottest thing in the NFL. Let me give you a compliant comment about how this affects BYU recruiting. There are certain recruits in the mix for USC and BYU, and perhaps this sways those to perhaps come to BYU. We'll see. Hometown heroes are a great thing, Jerem. I would love great pass catchers to come to BYU. Hometown heroes are a great thing, especially in Provo, Utah, Mm -hmm. and the Utah County area. And that is a compliant comment, courtesy of BYU Sports Day. Yes. (laughs) What did our good friend Hans Olsen say, former BYU lineman, on Cliff Kingsbury? It's like managing... Texas Roadhouse failing there and then all of a sudden managing Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. It makes no the, sense. Did he say like being a waiter? Oh, yeah. Or maybe yeah. it was a You're a Just waiter working, you're and then you there. manage something better. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. We just heard Dave Rose's comments about junior point guard Jasheer Hardnett and his reported transfer that according to SB Nation's Vanquish the Foe. If indeed Jasheer Hardnett is gone and transferring, Jerem, who steps up for BYU basketball? Yeah, first, we'll see if he does. If he goes, to me, it's Nick Emery. This is a 1,000-point scorer, a former first-team all-league guy. It's taking him a minute to get into this. I think it's time to give him more responsibility and say, okay, we need you, Nick. We need I, wanna, you I want him to play 30 minutes a game. Yeah, right BYU now he's needs playing him. 19. BYU okay. needs him. Jashir Hardnett is BYU's third-leading scorer. I think Nick Emery should be BYU's third-leading scorer. That makes sense. Uh, Hardnett, 8.3 shots a game. So if Hardnett is gone, where do those go? I think you give them to Nick Emery, who's averaging 6.5 a game in eight games. He's taking five shots a game. More minutes equal more points for Nick. But it's also Connor Harding to me. Oh. 7.4 points per game, taking 5.2 shots. Can those two get up to nine shots a game on average, if you will? Perhaps they, uh, they get closer to 9 or 10 points a game and make up that 11 that Josh Hardnett was pouring in. It's also, uh, you know, with ball handling, I think BYU is going to be fine in that regard. You just have T.J. Haas be the man. Right now, T.J. Haas has never played better as a Cougar. He's fantastic right now, shooting really well from every spot on the court. Uh, he's, he's playing good ball. Yeah, but where would Nick BYU it. be without T.J. Haas is a scary thought. Uh, and, and, and Dave Rose has uh, always produced two first-team all-league guys. So there's always going to be two really good 
players on BYU's team. It's can you get a third and then some good role players to get yourself to 20 wins. And right now, uh, the fact that BYU doesn't have that third guy kind of established right now is, is, is telling in the 9-8 and record. I'll give you my starting five. I went through the roster again last night without Jashir Hardnett and thought, who would I start against Portland on Thursday? Nick Emery, TJ Haas, and Connor Harding would be my starting three guards. And then I would put Yoli Childs and Dalton Nixon on the floor, a smaller lineup. But I feel like that group we have seen be cohesive at times earlier this year. And I think they both want to play, or sorry, they all want to play on both ends of the floor. I like that starting five. I like their energy. I like what they bring to the floor. I think Nick Emery, and as you brought up, Connor Harding can fill the production void left by Jasheer Hardnett. We hope, anyway. And I think that Emery, with his experience, if he's playing 30 minutes a game, he's going to get back into the groove faster. Play him more minutes. And then that transition happens faster, you would think. Yeah, and the question there is, uh, last week BYU switched uh, McKay Cannon and Luke Worthington into the starting lineup. Do they continue that or I, not? I think that Luke Worthington and McKay Cannon are perfect bench players to come in and give energy and play hard and play defense. But right now, Emery, Haas, Harding, Childs, Nixon is who I would start right now for BYU basketball. Yeah, I like that group. I would love for Gavin Baxter to become more of a, a, a player here. Uh, perhaps he needs to show more to earn more time on the court. But he's a guy that could come off the bench and be a game changer defensively, and we haven't really seen it. I would love to see more Gavin Baxter as well. Uh, now to football. Running back Riley Bird announced he's grad transferring. Spencer, what does BYU need to do to solidify the running back position with Burt leaving? Well, right now, the, the first thing that went through my mind last night was, okay, what does BYU have left if Riley Burt is transferring? And it's Lopini Katoa. You open Katoa. the cupboard and you're like, there's the Indian in the cupboard and who else? Yeah, it's Lopini Katoa. It's Tyler Algier. And then... Uh, Sione Finau, maybe? Uh, what's the status of Bo Hodge? Bo Hodge. Like, there, he's still a running back, right? There is one running back with major experience on the BYU roster right now, and that is Lopini Katoa. He needs some buddies back there. So, to answer the question, BYU needs to sign a couple of guys. National Signing Day, the second half anyway, is a little under four weeks away. I'd be shocked if BYU doesn't bring in at least one running back out of high school, and then who knows what they do at the JUCO ranks. Yeah, it's got to be multiple guys to me. I'm with you. Um, uh, Johnny Tapusoa and Kyle Griffiths would appear to be returning as fullbacks. BYU typically carries three, so you need to replace Braden Elbakri as well. Um, I like Tyler Algier, by the way. I think he's going to become a bigger piece. He redshirted this year, so did Sione Fino. They both played exactly four games. They're redshirt freshmen. Algier rushed for 2,000 yards. He's going to be a good player. Big physical back. Yes, but in terms of volume, you still need more guys, okay? Jackson McChesney will be back from a mission. This is a a quick scat back, 6'190 guy, a little taller. He could be a slot receiver. Who knows if he plays running back? This guy can be a game changer in space, so I'm excited about him. I'd love to utilize him like... In the, in the four-game scenario where he can still redshirt but play a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that first year. And I'm not sure when he gets home, but he's back for this season. So okay. he's a three-star guy that I'm really excited about. BYU's typically, the last three years, carried 10 or 11 running backs. So if you have Al- Algier Finau, Kavik Fonua, by the way, don't forget about him, uh, Lopini Katoa, Bo Hodge, Tapusua Griffiths, McChesney, there's eight. So you'd have to have two or three more. I'm with you. Get a JC guy that could make an impact now. 
bring in a freshman that could maybe uh, develop a little bit, and then you have other guys. I think Kavik Fonua has got to develop as kind of the third guy. Two seasons ago, I guess 2017, he was a guy in the mix that was one of the main rushers, but he got hurt early. And then he didn't play this year. I'm not exactly sure why. But uh, uh, Lopini Cato appears to be kind of the guy at the forefront, Tyler Algier. And then the big question, will Ula Tolutau ever make it back or not? As this of right is now, he's not on the team. really misses him. <clears throat> yes. To me, he's a guy that could handle September. What returns? What returns in the form of production? Because gone are Matt Hadley, Squally Canada, and now Riley Burt. Production on the mind brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU returns a total of 478 rushing yards from the 2018 season in that running back position. It's not a lot. Lopini Katoa, 423, Algier with 49, and Bo Hodge with 6. Yeah, it's not a lot. Not so, a ton. So that needs to be addressed on signing day, which is four weeks from today, by the way. Go get a couple of guys. With just three BYU football opponents finishing ranked in the final AP poll of 2018, was last season's schedule easier than we thought, Jerem? Uh, it's more than about who finishes ranked. It's, it's not just about that. BYU played three teams and won 10 or more games. Those three are the ranked teams. Okay, Washington, Boise State, Utah State. BYU played four Power 5 games and Boise State on the road. That's tough for any BYU team ever. Okay, uh, So, no, it was certainly tough. It was certainly tough. I wouldn't say it was easier. BYU played five Power 5 teams and won 40% of those, two and three. That's the number historically. Sign up for five. Historically, you're going to go two and three. That's what happened. Nine bowl eligible teams. That's amazing. Out of the 12 FBS opponents. That's a lot. I don't know that that has ever happened. Oh, I remember there eight. There was a year where BYU I played eight? 10 recently. Oh, really? I think, 10? I think so. Whoa. It was, Whoa. I think it was the 2015 season, perhaps. Perhaps it was 16, that 9-4 yeah, season. Yeah, I, like, I remember yeah. an 8, but wow, 10. The, the, yeah, BYU needs to defend home field better, by the way. 2-4, and 3-3 and three the last two years. No, I think, it, I think it was tough. I don't think it was easier than we thought. I, th- I thought it was tough. BYU played the majority of their toughest games on the road. Yet still didn't have a winning record at home, which is which is not something you want to do. Utah was ranked going into their bowl game. They lost to Northwestern. They're so ranked for a lot of the year. They finished unranked, but Utah still a really talented team receiving votes. Wisconsin, 8-5. and five. BYU wins that game in Madison. BYU was the only team to beat Wisconsin in Madison this season. The schedule is really hard. Yeah, Utah and Wisconsin didn't finish ranked, but those are still really tough games. And then you lose to Washington and Boise State in their home venues. Yeah, Boise State, Utah State, NIU. I mean, there's a couple games where you make a play or two here or there and you win those. You shouldn't win all of your one-score games, but if you can get on the high side above 500 in those games, that's where you're going to see the difference between, say, 7-6 and and 9-4. and four. The last BYU team to go above 500 in its one-score games is the last ranked 10-plus win team in 2011. There you go. There you go. 4-1. and one. Win That's close games. That swings the season. Win close games. Yep. No, this schedule is exactly what we thought it would be. And we let them off the hook. Now, some wins, some unexpected wins happen in terms of BYU winning at Arizona and at Wisconsin. And then and unexpected losses. Losing to Northern Illinois. That's losing why, to that's Utah why I State. It. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it and we'll be wrong. But the schedule Who, overall. What? Yeah. The schedule overall was exactly what we thought it would be. It was really tough. We didn't think Utah State would be the team with the most wins on the schedule. 
They were. We didn't think Wisconsin would be an eight-win squad. They were. Uh, but it's, it's certainly tough. And 2019 stacks up to be really tough again. Well, BYU has quite a while before they play another college football game. So you might as well play a few video games, which brings us to our question of the day. If you could play a video game, and there's a story behind this based on yeah. a traffic helicopter in Kansas City flying above Arrowhead Stadium. Or no, was Roy- it, the sorry, Royal Stadium. Sorry, the Royal Stadium. And they see video games someone, being played on playing, the big screen. Mario Kart, I think. Hey, let's go on play Mario Kart on the Jumbotron in the Kansas City Royal Stadium. It's awesome. Okay. If you could play a video game on the video board at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, which game would you play and why? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At BYU underscore game day. Tweets in NCAA football 2019. Wait, please? Oh, single tier. We haven't seen it since 2014. Yeah. Thanks, Mr. O'Bannon. You and I both own 2014 because you can download updated rosters. I won't get rid of my Xbox 360 no. because that's I the platform I have the yeah. game on. Like, yeah. I won't get rid of it because that's the only way I can play college football in video game format right now. Bernie Spears on Facebook. Madden, of course, which reminds me of the times we used to play it on the big screen in the JSB during our late night custodial shift. Oh! Nice! Like in the main hall, the main auditorium there? Outstanding! That's awesome. What game would you play? Yeah, probably NCAA football. It's, yeah. it's near and dear to my heart. Yeah. I like Mario Kart, too. I mean, that's a, that's a fun game. It would be fun to, like, play Guitar Hero yeah. or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like... Uh, what, one, of those, one of those games? So, I'd on go a huge Tecmo screen. Super Bowl, NFL Blitz, maybe a little Goldeneye. Yeah. Okay. That'd be awesome. First man. person shooter. We need, to, we need to set this up. Like, we can do this. Guitar can, Hero at Lavelle Edwards. We can Stadium. do this. Let's do it. <laughs> Not in January. Hashtag BYUSN to answer on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, we made preseason projections with BYU football records and stats. Today, we own up to them. Dual threat analyst Blaine Fowler joins us in Studio B next. How much does the way the football season ended change the way he looks at what's to come for 2019 BYU football? And what's BYU basketball playing for right now? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday night, Yoli Childs and the BYU men's basketball team return home for the first time in 29 days and five games. Those Josh McSwiggin and the Portland Pilots. Coverage begins at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio and 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Bobby Sharp ain't walking through that door for Portland. Luckily not. Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play, I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Listen to BYUSN on demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. You can watch the show at BYUSN.com whenever you want. Our question of the day, if you could play a video game on the video board at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, which game would you play and why? Again, if you're just joining us, there was a helicopter flying over Kansas City, a traffic helicopter, and saw Mario Kart being played at the Kansas City Royal Stadium. Love it. Spawned the question at Jay Linehan 9. Johnny Linehan says, FIFA. Because I'm the champ. You know who's really good at FIFA? T.J. Haas. T.J. Haas. He and McKay Cannon just go at it in the annex, man. And they have a running tally. I think they're like, dude, I'm up 47 to 32 or whatever. They have this running tally. Wow, they've played 79 matches. I I smell a between the lines (laughs) with those guys playing. Hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Blaine Fowler, dual threat analyst, Uncle B, back in Studio B to talk BYU basketball and football. But first and foremost, Blaine, which 
video game would you play at Lavelle Edwards Stadium? So I'm miserably bad at Mario Kart, and I don't know why because I'm an excellent driver. But, <laughs> but I just can't seem to stay on the road. So I'm going to go way old school. The only game I've ever been good at, and, and I'm telling you, I was like elite level. Okay. Is Donkey Kong. And, <laughs> okay. nobody, and nobody plays that anymore. But, but if you could bring back Donkey Kong. I'd be like a number one seed in a national tournament. Were you the arcade stud? Yeah. Had the big group oh, gathered around you? Yeah. Oh, Don- you Donkey Kong was my jam. But, nice. But I you know, I try to play Mario Kart with the kids, and my six-year-old grandson Bradley can beat me no problem. <laughs> That's humiliating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, we've been talking about if Josh Shearhardnet indeed transfers. Still, we're still waiting to hear whether that's actually the case. Who fills the void if he's gone? Well, and I heard you talking before, and, and I was back in the control room listening to you. And before you said that that it needed to be picked up by Nick Emery, I was like, well, first of all, Nick Emery needs to pick that up. But I also think that Harding needs to have a role yeah. in this. So I would say a more heavily weighted toward Emery, but some help from Harding. So I'm, I'm right with you on that. And, and, and honestly, it's not on the offensive end that I'm worried because I think BYU's got a lot of skilled offensive guys, and especially the two that you just mentioned. They they easily um, could have the green light to say, listen, we need you to do this, and they're very capable. This is not a team that's struggling offensively. They're very good offensively. Where, where Hardnet hurts if he leaves is on the defensive end, not just in the half-court defense, but in transition defense because he's – He's got good lateral quickness. He's really strong. And he does a great job when teams get out and transition offensively of redirecting the basketball. So number one rule in transition D is you got to stop the ball or redirect the ball. And he's probably the best on BYU's team at doing that where he'll force the guy with the ball instead of going right to the foul line or getting into the paint and finishing, redirect him to have to go sideways and change direction, which slows the breakdown and lets everybody else get involved defensively. He's the best they have at it. Now, having said that, Nick Emery is also strong and has good lateral quickness. So he, it's not just, hey, what points does Nick need to fill? It's can he become a really good transition defender? He's capable. He just has to now say, oh, you know what? I've, I've got to do that, and I've got to do it really, really well. And then who can do that when Nick's on the bench? Because he can't play every minute of the game. And so McKay Cannon has to pick it up defensively and be good there. And then in the half court, Hardnett's pretty good at staying in front of the ball um, with a ball handler. And and so both of those two mentioned have to do a better job of that. They've got to stay in front of the ball a little bit longer. Because to me, that's where BYU's defensive breakdowns start, is that they don't stay in front of the ball long enough. Rotations aren't quick enough. There's not a big shot blocker in the middle to funnel people to. And so everybody's helping, and then they're not recovering after the three-point line. So offensively, BYU's going to be just fine defensively, some guys are going to have to step it up in a big way um, to, to fill that void. With that defensive emphasis on the mind, I said, if I could start five guys tomorrow, it would be Nick Emery, Connor Harding, TJ Haas, Dalton Nixon, and Yoli Childs. It's a small lineup, but I like the energy that that group brings on both ends of the floor together. Who would you add to that mix, Blaine? I, I mean, I like that. And depending on matchups, like Worthington's a really good pick-and-roll defender. That, that's his best. So if you're playing against a team that does a bunch of pick-and-roll stuff and, and he's the guy that's going to be on the big, he understands it, he makes the right calls, he's a really good defender. So I would add him to that situationally. But I like, I like your thought. I think that Dalton Nixon brings an energy and a toughness um, that, that needs to be out on the floor probably more minutes because if BYU is going to get better defensively. Now, keep in mind, 
you know, defense, we always say defense travels, so defense goes on the road, and BYU's had this ridiculous road stretch. So now let's give them a, let's come a little bit of slack and see if they can find themselves here at home, because they're going to be fine offensively. Can they get some momentum defensively here when they have a little bit of a home stand and get back at home? They're going to have more runs off. You just get, your runs are more often and more points offensively when you're home. Everybody is, right? And defensively, since a lot of it's a mindset and energy when your home crowd's there you find yourself getting more stops down the stretch in games and do those kinds of things I, I think the combination of a little bit unsettled lineup Nick coming in late uh, not have like you know what BYU needs they need Eric Mika to have stayed in school and they need Elijah, Elijah Bryan. Bryan to have stayed in school because guess what the two things we just talked about Elijah's a really good perimeter defender with length he can stay in front of the ball a little bit longer, right? And then Meek is a guy that you can say, listen, push up on the three-point shooters and don't worry about getting beat. Because if you get beat, just put your nose on the back of their number and make sure they don't pull up for a jump shot. Make them go to our shot blocker. And Mika is a big presence. And so, and they didn't leave to go first-round draft picks in the NBA. Like, like so It's not Kentucky's guys that are going out early. It would have taken or, second round. Or Duke's round. guys, right? It would have taken second round. Right? And so, it would have taken free agent in the So they're, try, they're trying to figure that out. And And... Yoli is good a shot blocker as he is. He's not an imposing guy in the paint that you go, let's just funnel everything to that guy. In fact, he's most of the time covering somebody that's out away from the basket. You know, and so it would help to have those guys. They're trying to figure that out. And then this huge road swing. It just kills you. And I feel like they've lost confidence defensively. They gotta get it back at home. Yeah, I love that BYU's coming home. And they're seven and one to this point. It's been a stark contrast from what we have seen on the road. And if I'm trying to motivate this BYU team, they still have San Francisco, St. Mary's, and Gonzaga coming to Provo. And I'm saying you have an opportunity to beat some really good teams in a place you have shown you play really well. Yeah, and, and so they have Portland coming in tomorrow, which is good because Portland's they don't have any real quality wins. They've struggled against good teams this year. They're coming into this place where BYU can play with confidence. They, they need that. They need Portland to come in. Santa Clara coming in on Saturday, who's been a little bit better. Santa Clara's got a, a, a couple of good wins. You know? Yeah, Santa Clara's won 8 of hey, 9. They, they beat USC. They beat Washington State. Um, you know, they, they beat San Diego just recently, but they just got pounded by Gonzaga last Saturday. It, but everybody's Fill in the blank on that yeah, one. Like, yeah, yeah. Gonza- yeah. Who did Gonzaga pound <laughs> like, this last Gonzaga week? Gonzaga right? pounded... Who did they pound this last Fill week? Fill in the but, blank, yeah. But, but I feel like these two games, and I like the way they build from Portland to Santa Clara at home, BYU has to find themselves again. And not so much offensively, but, but defensively they can find themselves. They need to play a better level of defense all game long. But more importantly, and I don't know that these two games will be tight games, maybe Santa Clara, at the end of games they got to find it in themselves to raise the level and get some stops down the stretches, which they've struggled with, with with games when they've been close all season long. And it's defense is a mindset. It is about talent. And and BYU doesn't have, you know, a lockdown perimeter defender. They don't have a rim protector. So they have to play defense as a team. And they're and they're trying they're trying to figure that out. They need to figure it out now. And I think the best time to do it is with a couple of home games. BYU in Portland tomorrow night, nine Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio. Riley Bird announces he'll grad transfer. So how do you see the running back position? And what does BYU need, perhaps, uh, on signing day? Well, I know they're, look- they're looking for a JC guy, but you don't just go take a JC. You don't take a JC guy unless he can help right now. Um, the one carrot you have is, is you, know, you can go to a JC guy and say, listen, you, you can go there, X, right? 
but but you know you're in the mix. You're gonna have an opportunity to but you can come here and you're in the mix. And look like, how many guys we played last like, year. You're, you're gonna you're play. gonna play and you're gonna. So they have a little bit of a carrot they can use in recruiting because I think they need more depth there. And, and then they got to keep guys healthy because Lapini is a fine running back, you know, and and he can get he can he can get the job done. And I, I'm with you. I like Algiers a lot, and I think that he is just developing. He's a physical presence. He reminds me of Fui Vakapuna and Manasse Tonga. Five eleven, really two hundred. Good back here. Yeah, and so so he has a chance to be really good, but you have to have depth there, right? And and we've seen that they have to have depth there. So if if they can find a JC player that they can lure with that carrot, that you're going to be in the rotation, you're going to play. I, I like it. But if they're gonna, if you just bring a guy in to have another body, then you're better just taking somebody and moving positions um, than bringing in a, just a warm warm body. So it depends on who they can get a commitment from. They they need depth there. But here's the good news, you know I. I watched this team come down the stretch, and that offensive line has really developed. They're all back to be in the weight room, to be together. I'm not going to say all back. You but only lose Austin Hoyt, right, really. You lose Austin. In the starters. And, and, yeah. and, and in the two deep, almost everybody's back. And there's All-Americans in that mix with Empey, who was a freshman. There's potential All-Americans there. The running backs are going to look better next year when you have that group with another year under their belt. And... And, and now Zach is comfortable back there at quarterback. Um, I know that you lose Holker to a mission, which I think is a fantastic thing for him personally. Um, it hurts a little bit because he's a really good weapon. But, but ho- hopefully Moroni comes back and is healthy at tight end. So you have weapons coming back all over the field. I love the young group of wide receivers. So running back doesn't have to be unbelievable. It just has to be solid with what, what they have left offensively to come back. And, and I... Re- I like the way this offense goes into the offseason with momentum. And so let, let, let him go find a JC guy to provide depth. But I'm not, I'm not in a panic about the running back position. Blaine, you're making me more and more excited about what's to come in the 2019 college football season, which is still kind of far away. The countdown to the youths. 232 yeah. days away, Blaine. That's it, Blaine. Only 232 I, days. I love it. We just have to look forward to it. I mean, we're completely immersed in basketball. I've been off on the road doing games the last couple of weeks, and uh, um, so I'm glad I get to be home. I have two games in Provo. This You're home. You I'm not home in too, Dayton. Like, I'm not yeah. at Fordham. I'm not like – so it's nice It's nice to be oh, home. that's why Gavin was in New York City. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Gavin came with me. And then, that's awesome. And, then, and I did Dayton and, uh, um, and Richmond this last weekend um, for NBC. It's good, it's good to contrast and compare. It's good for me to get out into other leagues and look. Sure. And then I can come home. It gives me a little bit better perspective. And, and then you can uh, unappreciate the West Coast Conference officials. It's, it's, also, good, <laughs> it's also good that uh, at some point you take your nephews with you to New York City. Because you guys should come with me. there's yeah, one yeah, person I want to tour New York City I, with, yeah, it's let's, you. Let's party. I, took, I took Gavin to Dear Evan Hansen, um, the, the musical, and... Oh, you guys, two thumbs up for it. Gavin and I were laughing. We were, I kept looking at him. I'm like, I'm not crying. You're crying. He's crying. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great. It's, it's in both of our top five of all time now. Oh, wow. Nice. There's nice. a recommend for you from our, our last Like year. I said, we need to tour New York City You guys City need together. to come with us. Yes. I've, got, I've got a game at Fordham in, uh, in February. You come. Hey, all right. Okay, February it is. <laughs> okay. In fact, I have Virginia Commonwealth at Fordham in February. So you, you want to see some defense. That's the game. Come watch VCU. That, that's the game. They can defend. I, for, I forgot what it looks like. Coming up, how did we fare in our preseason projections of BYU football after all? We'll revisit them. And which video game would you play given the chance to play on the video board of Lavelle Edwards Stadium? Blaine's still rocking that Donkey Kong. More of your responses next as BYU Sports Nation. Probably like the movie Pixels. 
Tonight at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio, get better acquainted with the Cougars past and present as Greg Rebell hosts a weekly hour of in-depth conversation. Tonight's guests are ESPN's Trevor Manich and women's soccer star Maddie Gates. It's tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio and the app. And once again, today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Last night on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, the head coach, was asked about the status of junior point guard Jasheer Hardnett. Is he transferring? Is he not transferring? Coach Rose had this to say about the current situation. And right near, not now, Jasheer's going through a, you know, a tough stretch. And hopefully that... Uh, you know, when, when you make decisions that affect, you know, you, a long period of your life, that you can do it maybe in a, in a time when it's not so emotional. Right now, it's, it's a pretty emotional thing. But when you talk about, you know, the academic stress that they feel and you talk about the grind of the season and the expectations as a player and how you, you know, perform each game and with your teammates, uh, you know, everybody wants, all athletes want to, you know, get themselves in a position where they can be a, a college, uh, you know, athlete and a student athlete, but when you get in that grind, sometimes it's uh, it's really overwhelming, and and hopefully that uh, you know Jasheer can work through these things, and we'll see where we where we end up. What does all of that mean? My personal translation: the door's still open for Jasheer if he wants, but more than likely, I think he's gone. BYU faces Portland tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio. BYU football running back Riley Bird announces on Twitter he's grad transferring from BYU after the semester. He rushed for 329 yards and two touchdowns in 2018. In ESPN.com's women's basketball bracketology insider Charlie Cream has BYU in his next four-out category for the 2019 NCAA Women's Tournament. Exactly six spots out. BYU 12-3, riding a six-game win streak. They're tied for first at 4-0 in West Coast Conference play. BYU at Pacific tomorrow night, 10 Eastern in Stockton. BYU's playing good ball right now. And the Arizona Cardinals have hired USC offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury as head coach. USC is one of three 2019 BYU Power 5 opponents with a new OC. Cougars and Trojans play September 14th in Provo. Kingsbury was at USC for 34 days. If the BYU Sports Nation chopper was flying above Lavelle Edwards Stadium and Jeremy and I were in it, and you were in the stadium with your choice of any video game to play on the big board, which would we see from the helicopter? That takes us to our question of the day, and we go back to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Atticus Funk on Twitter, Super Tecmo Bowl. Or is it Tecmo, Tecmo Super Bowl? Bowl? But I get you. Hashtag Bo Jackson all day. Bo is like unstoppable in that. Perhaps we need to start a counter. We need a game like TJ Haas and McKay Cannon have with FIFA. You and I need a game where we keep like a running tally. Oh, that we play that against we each play other? against each we other, played, yes. Yeah, we played Tecmo Super Bowl against each other a lot. Yeah, we played NBA Jam together. One summer, yeah, we... And beat and the game. We, yeah, we won the league. Beat yeah, every was, team. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it, was, it was great. And we, we haven't played since. No, we it's need to do something. There. We need to do something. But we also don't want to reveal that we have video games in our office. <laughs> Whoops. Like we just did. <laughs> At Colton underscore Nelson underscore 85 on Instagram. NCAA football 14, BYU versus Utah. The reason it's 14 is because that's the last year it came out. After that, the O'Bannon brothers, the lawsuits, the likeness and whatnot, couldn't produce, they couldn't produce another game. I know there's a company out there trying to produce a game again. Um, We'll see how that goes. But you and I both own NCAA 14 because it's just awesome. I can't. I, I, like, I love the summertime where I should be outdoors, but I'm inside playing video games 
because I'm excited about college football and I'm playing this matchup and you can customize your schedule and create players and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's fun. Great. It's awesome. Yes. Man. Yes. I can't get rid of my console because that's the only way I can play the game. And I'm getting super old because I, I used to like uh, just go on a video game bender, you know, all night, like watching that. And then now I'm like, I have two kids. It's like 3 a.m. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to sleep. No, I can't do it. I'm going to sleep. I can't do it. I'm, yes. old, I'm old, man. Yes. The idea is nice. But then you get to the nighttime yeah. and you're like, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been playing FIFA a lot recently with a couple of friends, uh, you know, t- two on two. Um, and, I, you know, we split the other day. So maybe FIFA would be an option okay. as well, which okay. is pretty fun. All right. You can play with, like, there are more teams in FIFA than, like, any other game. Any club in the world. Yes. Awesome. At TM Sherbel on Twitter says, are there other games than at Fortnite out right now? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, Fortnite is 2K? definitely the, the game of the year. 2K would be fun. NBA. Oh, NBA 2K. Yeah, 2K19. Okay, a huge Anthony Davis dunking on LeBron James. Yes. A huge screen. Okay. Yeah, that'd be fun. At Laser Sheep. RBI Baseball. Oh, good pull. It would really test the limits of the screen. Yes, it would. (laughs) RBI Baseball. On which platform? Yeah. Like the old Nintendo? NES. Just straight up NES? Yeah, no one's throwing out like Contra. Kids don't understand how cool Ninja like, Turtles, X-Men. Nintendo, the original Nintendo was when it came out in 1985. It was, was amazing. I remember because I was two and uh, wait, what? Uh, but yeah, you'd get the game. You blow on it. You know, you're like jamming in there. Hopefully hoping that it's correctly. You have to insert the cartridge yeah. just so. And yeah. like it has to, the, the top of the cartridge has to scrape against something yes. as it goes you in. You bump reset. You're like, no. <laughs> so it works. Yeah. It's, everything's so easy it's, now. It's so different. Yeah. It <laughs> so used to just be easy. 2D and simple. Oh, I miss it. Blades of Steel, the well, first hockey game. What's great is we have that and we have the modern stuff. It's awesome, yeah. right? Yeah. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, where were we spot on and where were we? way off in our projections of the football season. One of us was actually pretty good. And the one of us that was pretty good may shock you. This is BYU Sports Nation. What are you saying? It was me. Why is that shocking? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday night, third-ranked Utah Gymnastics. The Red Rocks are in the Marriott Center to compete against 24th-ranked BYU, the Gym Cats. Watch it on BYU TV in the app at 9 Eastern time. That's going to be a great meet. BYU's not going to win the, win the meet, but the, the level of competition is fantastic in that. And I'm really looking forward to that one. Red Rocks and Gym Cats. It's not official, but we're, we're aiming to make well, that the Why not make it official? That's the BYU Sports Nation official second Cats. nickname yeah. for the BYU Gymnastics And BYU's team. good, man. They keep getting better with Guard Young and that group. They finished last season ranked inside the top 20. Number 17, All-American Shannon Evans will join us later this week. BYU starts at number 24, as Jerem just pointed out. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. If you could play a video game on the video board at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, which game would you play and why? Got Kyle underscore Chittister answers on Instagram. Super Smash Brothers because it yeah. could include tons of people and be awesome. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. Eight that's, people. That's a great choice. Or just a bunch of Mario Kart. Yeah, it's big enough. The you know split into four would be fine. Yeah. Join the conversation 24-7 social sure. media by using the hashtag BYS. And I'm a Kirby guy on Super Smash Brothers. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. People hated playing against me with Kirby. I'm, it's, it's an annoying character to play against, but that's why you choose him. Yeah. Uh, Jerem, 
as we officially right. put the 2018 college football season to bed. It's time to look back at our projections. We're bringing them to the judgment bar of live television. Prior to the season, you and I made some heavy. prognostications. Now we see just how right or, in some cases, wrong we were. Let's start with who we picked to win each game. Okay, Arizona. We both missed on that one. We thought Arizona would win. Oh, oh, oh BYU yes. won. Yeah. Cal. We both thought BYU would win. Nope. Wisconsin. We both thought Wisconsin would win. So we started 0 for 3. Yay! But then it gets good. Okay. Okay. Uh, McNeese State. Yeah. We both got it. Washington. Washington. Yes. Washington. Yes. Utah State. We both thought BYU would win that game, and uh, we were wrong. Yeah. Oh, how I was wrong and lived, had to live on Twitter with all of the Utah State fans well, trolling me for a week. Well, we we uh, tweeted at Utah State. <laughs> so cool. uh, Hawaii. We both picked BYU. BYU won. Northern Illinois. You picked BYU. I picked NIU. I thought that was a sneaky game. I didn't think it'd be seven six. I thought that was the scariest game on the schedule. You said that all summer. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I got that one right. You got that one wrong. Boise State. We both thought Boise State would win. Mm-hmm. UMass. We both got that. BYU winning. New Mexico State. BYU. And then we both thought Utah would win. And they did. So we went on a, a nice little run there. You got eight correct. I picked seven correctly. Yeah. BYU finished with seven wins. Okay. All right. Our bold projections for 2018. Mine was BYU will start 2-0. and And I almost got it. Arizona and Cal. They beat Arizona. Lost to Cal by three. Mine was BYU will win three gauntlet games. Remember, they played six. And you almost got that. And BYU only won two, but Boise State and Utah were right there, man. And Cal for that minute. How many passing touchdowns will BYU have this season? I said 22. You said 21. BYU had 18. So we, uh, you know, sub-20 passing touchdowns is pathetic. Do I get a point for that? Because I was closer? Is that how it works? I don't. Is it closest to the pin? Oh, you have to be right? You have to be exactly right. Oh, okay. okay. So it's not close to the pin. It's in the hole. Okay. Right. How okay. many quarterbacks will start games in 2018? We both said two. This is BYU football. That's just what happens. Injury or ineptitude. Yeah. And we were both right. Who will lead BYU in rushing yards and how many? You said Squally Canada with 850. I said Lopini Katoa with 768. I uh, correctly picked Lopini Katoa. He only had 423, though. What we didn't see is that Matt Hadley would have 383. Squally... Missed half the season. He would have been the leading rusher. He had 412 yeah. yards, and I think like almost all of those in basically the first four games. Yeah, he he was he was awesome against Arizona and Wisconsin. Really, really good. Yeah. Who will lead the Cougars in receiving yards? Aye, aye, aye. I said Micah Simon was 600 because he was the big play guy for Tanner Mangum in 2017. That was an aggressive pick. He had the long pass play, so I was like, yeah, "Yeah, why not? I went with the safe pick, Matt Bushman, 690, uh, so I get it for Matt Bushman. 5'11". Simon had 107. Hopefully we'll see more out of Micah Simon next year. Yeah, he became like a special teams savant, right? He he was the guy making big tackles on special teams. I want to see him more as a receiver. Yeah. Next, which non-quarterback will lead the team in touchdowns scored? I said Squally Canada would with eight. I said Lupini with seven. So I got it. He had nine. He had four in uh, one game. Again, this goes to Squally Canada's injuries. Sure. He had five, and again, were all five of those in, in the Wisconsin and Arizona game? Yes. It was three and two. That's amazing. Yep. Three against Arizona. Two against Wisconsin. Who will be the leading tackler? You said Zane Anderson with 90. I said Butch Powell. Those made sense. What didn't make sense is that Zane would get hurt and Butch would be hurt slash inept. It's the only Taki-Taki led with 118. So we both missed that. Okay. Who will lead the Cougars in sacks and how many? Both of us had Corbin Kafusi. I had him with eight. You had him with how many? 
six? Six. Yeah, okay. And indeed, Corbin led the way. Eight and a half sacks. So we tie on that one, but I think you should get I, sh- I think I should get the point. I was, I was basically right off. But you get the tiebreaker because you're closer. Come on, yeah. Yeah. Who will lead the team in interceptions? Uh, both pick Diane Gonwoloku. Um, but guess what? Austin Lee and Isaiah Kafusi led with two. Isaiah Kafusi is in that conversation. Isaiah led with two. Isaiah uh, was the surprise player of the, yes. of the season. Diane was still a ball hawk, but he did his damage recovering fumbles. He had four, which was top five in the NCAA, I believe. Didn't I say that he'd have four fumble recoveries, not interceptions? No, Brian Logan, you didn't. Okay, yes, nice call. The, the editor. Nice. How long will the longest field goal kick for BYU this season be? I said 49 yards. I said, said 51. I thought Skyler Southam would deliver. It was 47. 47. Big one against Wisconsin in that win. Yeah, that was the game winner. Uh, BYU will score how many points per game? We both had BYU at 25 a game. Cougars averaged 27. Poured it on against UMass and New Mexico State a bit. Does and, the and, uh, well, bowl game factor into that now, as well? Now, wait a minute. Uh, rules committee, Ben. Uh, did that include the bowl game, the number you included there? Uh, well, we should have... We had to guess based on that. Yeah, Western Michigan probably puts it over. Puts it at 27 too. Now, without Western Michigan, it's probably closer probably to 25. 25. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So Which would have, have given me the point. Well, both of us. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So. yeah but I was like, all... we both guessed. 25. I know. Yeah. Okay, how many <laughs> points will BYU allow per game, Jerem? Uh, I almost nailed this one. Yeah. 22. Yeah, 21.4. Nice in on I said 25. Yeah. So I was 25 and 25. The defense was, uh, was fantastic. I think better than we thought this season. Okay. Final regular season record. I had BYU at 7 and 5. You had them at 6 and 6. You were I, right on. I got that spot on, and I hate that I was right with that. <laughs> I hate it. I wish it was 8 and 4. I know. I know. So close. So ridiculously was, close. BYU will be bowl eligible when I had... The Cougars becoming bowl eligible after beating UMass. That was not the case. Took one more week, and you New were Mexico right. Mexico State got that one. Okay. I thought it, I thought it was a hard schedule, and uh, I didn't foresee, uh, you know, the three and one, one and three, two and two finish. So this has the correct picks at fifteen to nine. But as I've gone through that, I feel better about what I did. I'm not sure that I'm not sure why there's such a disparity right there. Rules committee. More uh, like, I don't make like, up the rules. We're like 14 to 11, but still, congratulations, Jeremy. Thank Solid you. performance on your part. It's interesting to see what we thought would happen versus what happened when the dust settled here in uh, January, right? Yeah, the only, the only one I feel a little sheepish about is uh, the Micah Simon pick. Everything else? Yeah, like, I, I, pretty yeah, close. We weren't too crazy no. with that. We both missed on the leading tackler. And we the only like, surprise. I, I banked on Squally Canada. I mean, yeah. after the Wisconsin game, I was like, oh, yeah, Squally's going to be the leading rusher. He's going to score, he's gonna score the most touchdowns. Yeah, it's going to be a great season. Yeah. Uh, it, it finished strong, which was great. Yeah. yeah. Coming up, BYU Women's Hoops is on the NCAA tournament bubble. How far out? And the benefits of a nice, new, warmed field for BYU baseball. The whip is next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation rolls on, my friends. Welcome back, and a shout-out to Blaine Fowler, our lone but outstanding elite guest today. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. Uh, we ran out of time, amigo. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Football. Running back Riley Bird announces via Twitter he's grad transferring from BYU after the semester. He rushed for 329 yards and two touchdowns in 2018. The Arizona Cardinals have hired USC offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury as 
head coach. USC, one of three 2019 BYU football Power 5 opponents with a new offensive coordinator. If Kingsbury's not the guy, do we all of a sudden feel better about BYU's chances against USC? Cougars and Trojans face off in Provo on September 14th. The Salt Lake Stallions of the new Alliance of American Football League held its first practice in pads. Former Cougars are five on the roster. Micah Hanneman, Jordan Leslie, Tuning Knuch, Hanson Taniello, and Tanner Balderick. All right. Cougars in pro hoops. Brandon Davies scored eight points, grabbed four rebounds, and a 79-58 Zalgiris loss. Women's basketball. ESPN.com's women's basketball bracketology. Expert Charlie Cream's latest projections. Cougars in the next four out category for the tourney. 12-3 BYU. Won six in a row. Plays Pacific tomorrow night in Stockton at 10 Eastern. Baseball. Yesterday marked the first day of BYU baseball practice on that beautiful turf field that has heaters underneath it and can warm the snow away. Cougars open the season with a three-game series against Northwestern in Mesa, Arizona on February 15th. They're essentially five weeks away. Very nice. Crazy. Today's rise and shout goes to the helicopter in Kansas City that spotted the video game being played at the home of the Kansas City Royals. It gave us some really fun fodder and conversation today about what fans would choose to play on the big board at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, which is our question of the day. Absolutely. Great answers so far. At Twiggerstone, I would have to go old school, some Tecmo Bowl, Super Mario 3. Nice. And a little Mike Tyson punch out. Oh, I loved that game growing up. What's the name of the the character that you play? Oh, Little Mac. Little Mac. Nice. Little Mac. Love the simplicity and challenge of those games. If I was really feeling nostalgic, I might put on Rock and Roll Racing. Wow. I don't know that one. Wow. Rock and Roll Racing. Sounds great. Can't beat Tyson's punch out. Oh, Bull, Bull, I'm coming Mike, for you, man. Mike Tyson's punch out. At the casual hippie says, eight player Nintendo Switch Smash Brothers. Mm. Eight great. guys on the big board. That'd be fun. Big time. That'd be fun. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain is what's celebrating 50 years at Not Dry Just Flaky. <laughs> Rock band. One end zone screen has the game. The opposite end zone jumbotron showing the band's performance and fog machines and concert lighting and giant speakers, obviously. Wow. That sounds awesome. Conversation <laughs> continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUS. You want to feel like a rock star? Do that. For Jeremy, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Stacy Jensen. Go Cougs. And Stacey King of the Bulls in the name.